Welcome, 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 guys, to the only conservative Native American podcast. Get in the game. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm so glad you guys are back. Welcome back. We got a great show lined up for you guys today. We're going to get into a few different topics. We have uh, a special guest for you guys this evening. Make sure you share the link down below, you guys, and that way you can get some more people in here and... Share the message because uh, we all answer got- more questions, get some more people in here. You know, that way we can kind of have a more of an interactive, interactive podcast here. Because we're going to try and get to some questions and some comments because we are live. If you guys type anything down there that, that you want to know, anything you're interested in, we could try and answer your questions. But like I said, we got a great show lined up for you guys today or tonight. Actually, we have Alicia Powell who is an investigative journalist. We're going to get to know her a little bit more. She has been covering the uh, January 6th, the, the, the political prisoners consistently. Alicia has had probably more articles than, than any other reporter out there over the last few years since this has gone on. So she's she's uh, much more knowledgeable than anybody else out there. She, she, she follows it with a passion. And so we're going to we're going to talk to her a little bit later and see how she got into some reporting. <clears throat> but today's today's topic we're going to get into is some symbolism. We're going to talk about these things right here. This this eagle feather. This is actually a spotted eagle, spotted eagle feather. And what and they mean actually, to the Native American community. Yeah, we're going to talk about good old USA and that bald eagle that everyone likes so much. And so there's a reason why the forefathers chose that because it meant a lot of different things here. You could see some of the, the warriors that would wear their, their feathers a certain kind of way. It means that either they were wounded or they were wounded many times. Someone's cut an enemy's throat right there in the middle and uh, took his scalp. There's another one. <laughs> yeah. The cut. Yeah. And the scalp. So there's there was various different meanings for these these eagle feathers and the importance of the eagle that kind of found its way with mutual respect by the founding fathers and adopted as the symbol of freedom. And there's others. There's a there's a big debate out there about these sports teams and their use of images. And me personally, I'm bringing back I'm bringing back the Redskins logo. I mean, you could see by. What we've got designed on a T-shirt, that's 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 part of my heritage. It's part of the growing up, the the images that I saw that resembled me growing up. And I'm proud of that. And 90% yeah. of Natives are. And we, we feel extremely underrepresented in today's day and age with the cancel culture and, and the way that certain people are outraged over Native American symbolism. I mean, you look at the Land O'Lakes butter. You look at, I mean, the Seattle Seahawks have their logo is actually native american art it's it represents the pacific northwest native americans and you can see it embedded into a lot of our 
culture. But it seems that as of these past couple of years, a lot of that representation has been being taken out. And it's it's pretty it's pretty upsetting to me. And I know that a lot of a lot of other natives feel the same way and that we really need to make a push to get these back in to get the Kansas you know, Kansas City Chiefs or the Cleveland Indians rather in baseball. Right. You know, the Chiefs still have their name, but it would be nice to be able to see people wear a headdress in, in celebration of our culture at Chiefs games and like you right. said, the Redskins. Right. And and for me, I just wanted to add a little bit of the traditional viewpoint of these this 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 bald eagle. The bald eagle represented the female. They also represent the watchers, our ancestors, because they're they're up high. They can see up way, way high. These so these females actually have extra sensory perception, like 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 a mom does, and she watches over her young and cares for them in, in a way that only a, a mother can. And so it was very respected. This the the symbol or or the sign of of a bald eagle. And there's a there's actually a the male version is the spotted eagle, which is this this feather. That I have here, and there's a reason why only Native Americans are allowed to possess, harvest, and and keep these. That was part of that that was kept in our traditional ceremonies, and and part of our treaties. So it's very rare that someone is in possession of these these sacred items because they mean so much, and 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 the symbolism. So what we're gonna not only that. Oh, go sorry. You go ahead. Not only that, the 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 bald eagles they mate for life. So it, it represents more of a traditional family unit that, I mean, America was built on and that what we need to get back to. So there, I mean, there's, there's so much symbolism embedded in, in our cultures or our, our history, including Native Americans and the Europeans that came over. There's a lot of really good things to look at and, and symbolize. So absolutely, absolutely. Make sure you guys follow Maurice, follow myself. We're going to talk to Alicia Powell here, like I said, in a little bit. Make sure you guys give her a follow. She has an incredible story coming up. So what we're going to talk about is also the symbolism of political prisoners because Alicia Powell is so dedicated to this topic. And she has been relentless in her pursuit of the truth and the information and disseminating it to the public. These political prisoners are not new to America. We have person that we're going to introduce to you a little bit later that's a representative of a political prisoner from the Pine Ridge Reservation who's been incarcerated over half his life. And we'll talk about a little bit more of that later. But these political prisoners and and, and the symbolism behind that is to break your spirit. It's it's to break your will a lot much like what, what we're experiencing now is that there's there's a demoralization that's purposefully happening and they want you purposefully demoralized and we're just here to bring you guys that that tribe of patriots that warrior spirit that that's that's in all of you to reawaken that and try and try and send a message that it, it's us this is us out here we are the ones we've been waiting for yep there's no there's nobody coming to save us i mean you can see the the deep corruption in the government as of right now, I mean, just I think it was last week or the week before. I mean, it could have been a month ago. I'm not sure. But when Ray Epps basically got a free pass when Enrique Tario 
is sitting in prison and we have a, another gentleman, I can't remember his name right now, but the one who shared the meme of Hillary Clinton yeah, and, and the voting time, you know, he's, he's spending seven months in prison. Ray Epps get a pass when he actually on video several times inside of the erection was at the Capitol the day of the night before telling people to go into the Capitol. And we have someone like Enrique Tario who he, he made a, a social media post about never leaving and they basically said that he was the mastermind behind an insurrection and he got 22 years in prison. So I'm there's the, I don't know if he's the best example, but I mean, he's definitely one of them to where, you know, he he's he's not at the Capitol and he still gets 22 years, the maximum penalty. So what they want to do is basically make an example out of these guys, whether or not they actually incited violence. And you can see from their helpers, somebody like Ray Epps, who, in my opinion, was at least working with the feds because I'm obviously he only got a year probation, no jail time for, for the, the role that he played in January 6th. Right. And Maurice, wasn't he, he refused to testify against Trump. He refused to turn on Trump. Right. So they gave him just Enrique Tario. Yeah. Yeah. Just slapped the And, and this is a tactic. Obviously we're looking at what's happening with the D- department of justice. Currently the, the Hunter, the Department of Injustice, right, or the or the the yeah. just us system, right? So like we're we're definitely in 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 the throes of of the worst parts of it, and I think that these these political games that they play with political prisoners are to set an example. They are to dissuade your warrior spirit and to keep you demoralized. But that's not that's not happening anymore because. We all got skin in the game, and I'm going to share with you how we all got skin in the game. Listen, I don't know if we have Alicia Powell lined up yet, but I think we're gonna we're gonna try and run a commercial for you guys real quick. Make sure you share the space. We're live on X and follow so you get notifications when the shows come up, and we'll catch you on the backside of this. I didn't see you sitting there. Ha 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 ha. Welcome to the Warriors Corner. Glad you made it. Yeah, I know things have been tough out there lately, but I want you to stay strong, Warriors. Price of gas and groceries. That's just a electioneer trick. Don't fall for that. I'll share a story with you about Andrew Myrick, storekeeper. This poor guy. Him and his wife had a couple stores. She was Dakota, but on the first day of the Dakota War, because he told everyone he wasn't going to give them their rations, they used starvation for control, much like they do today. What is Andrew Myrick, poor guy? He told them he didn't get the rest of the rations, and he wasn't going to give it to them till the rest of the money came. He told them to eat grass. Oh, Andrew Myrick, on the first day of the Dakota War, they found him with grass. Stuffed in his mouth, right up between the cheeks. Both places. Stuffed the grass in there. So remember that. Stay strong. I like to think that maybe Bill Gates, one of those guys, Bezos, 
Maybe they could find themselves with some bugs somewhere stuffed up a couple places. Yeah. Remember, keep that smoking gun. Help you start your day right. A lot of people don't know that. We keep sharing with the warriors. Stay strong. Catch you next time. You warriors keep coming back. I'm going to keep sharing with you. A lot of people don't know. You can share this space. Share this on your X. Got a Rumble channel. Links down below to the official Skin in the Game t-shirt. We'll catch you next time, Patriots. Take a look. At about two in the Take a look. At about two in the Aaron? All right. What do you think about that, Maurice? What do you think about that, Andrew Myrick? Dude, I love that. <laughs> that was great. It's a little bit of history. <laughs> yeah, it gets a whole new meaning to your ass's grass, right? <laughs> yeah. Definitely. <laughs> there's, some, there, there's some truth in there that's it's just a humble, a humble way of living and people get, they get demoralized when their basic needs are, are threatened. It's, it's easier to control people. And, you know, I think we were talking about a little bit of that the other day is the struggles that families go through, just trying to provide basic needs, you know, and food, gas and groceries. It's, it's been on the, the top of the kitchen table topics. Oh, absolutely. Everybody's been feeling it. I mean, myself included, you know, I, I have a stay at home wife. I got two kids that we feed every week. And I just read this report that I think it was this morning that Washington state, it has the fourth highest grocery prices in the country. And on average, people are spending about $286 per household per week. So, I mean, that's, that's being extremely tight with the budget. We spend more than that weekly. I mean, we have two dogs. We have two cats. We have chickens and ducks. We have to feed all of them. And every in every aspect of our life, prices are going up. And obviously, wages haven't really gone up. I think with the 7% inflation rate we had last year, I, I me being top wage in my company, I got a 1.5% raise for a cost of living increase. But I'm, you know... I'm feeling it just like everybody else is. And, and that's one of the things that I really want to help inspire people to say, hey, there's a reason this is happening. It's not necessarily all Joe Biden's fault, but he has a lot to do with it. And, it's, and it has a lot to do with the mindset in the country itself and how we on how we're going to go about policies in the next couple of years. Who, who are we going to elect that's going to try to advocate for lower prices? It seems right now the the regime in power doesn't even care you know they keep they keep having press conferences saying that oh inflation is down and this and that it's like well you know i i feel it every single week in my wallet and it's it's extremely tiresome you know i'm i'm tired of being poor it's not good <laughs> it's not it's not good it's not fun because there's no there's no extra money for the creature comforts that we all enjoy you know and and may, maybe it's helped cut a lot of the extra salts and sugars that people usually go for snacks here and there. And there's maybe a little bit more of cut out of the junk food, but still, I mean, it's, I, everyone loves their, their creature comforts. What yeah, do you, whether it, go ahead. But I was going to, I was going to ask you, what do you think about the, the, the political climate now in terms of, of the election, since you kind of mentioned that, and we are in an election year. 
Yeah, well, I mean, today we got a oh, this this past week we got a ton of news. Whether it be the SCOTUS decision today, the Supreme Court of the United States ruled that the Biden administration can indeed remove the barriers that Texas is putting up. Yeah. Texas wants to secure their border, obviously. And and luckily, Texas is not relenting right now. They are holding the gates. So we're, we're going to see how that plays out. Usually, you know, after big news comes out like this, you want to wait about 72 hours. There's a lot of talk about civil war and a lot of hot heads going around. And that's a scary notion. You know, it's 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 not good to to kind of jump into that stuff. But, you know, we're going to basically see what tomorrow holds as far as the border goes. And and hopefully Texas doesn't let up because the the immigrants coming through the border are absolutely affecting our prices. It's not going to be immediate. It's not going to you won't feel the, the price increase today, but you're going to notice it tomorrow. You're going to notice that food's going to go up. You're going to notice that jobs are going to be harder to get. You're going to notice that pay is going down. Education is going to go down. I mean, there's there's so many ways that this this rapid influx of immigrants coming in, or I should say illegals, the illegal immigrants coming in. Yeah, I think these the influx of the migrants is 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 on purpose in order to swell the system till it breaks until it's just socialism for all. And it, the writing's on the wall. You can see the direction that they're heading. We have the WEF going on right now. So there's news every day coming out about that. There's the, the little the little meetings that they have. There's always sound bites and sound clips coming from the, each little new, new ridiculous. It's almost like a one-upsmanship of like who can come up with like the, the worst evil plan. I don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> the one it, thing I wanted to I don't I don't know why it keeps getting out of hand every single year. I mean, it does seem like it's been a plan for a long time and it's finally coming to fruition. So when when you know, you, you hear a lot of people talk like it's a conspiracy theory and things like that, but then we have it coming to fruition and it's a scary thought and you I mean, you can kind of just see the plan unfolding. Yeah. One thing I wanted to mention about some some of the symbolism before we get into our guest, Alicia Powell, and the, the political prisoners and the symbolism talk that we're doing today, the Buffaloes were a huge part of the culture. There's a part that the history shows that there was a there's a picture of a mound of buffalo skulls where they they went out and they sent these people out to just just kill the buffalo. You know, like, again, starvation control, things like that. These buffaloes, there's one unique thing about the buffaloes. In a storm, they they act a little bit different than cows. Cows, they'll huddle up over on, you know, the side of the fence somewhere and just sit right there in, in the storm until it's gone. Well, buffaloes have a unique way of dealing with any kind of storm, snowstorm, rainstorm. They actually will charge into the oncoming storm so that whenever they get through the storm, it's a lot faster than just standing in a bunch over in a corner. <laughs> and so, so we, we, we try to take inspiration from, from the buffaloes around here. We run right at it. We're going right for the hard stuff. We're going right into what's difficult. And speaking of what's difficult, being a reporter in this day and age is wholly different. And I'm going to bring on Alicia Powell. She can tell us a little bit more about it. Alicia Powell. Hold on. I show. can't hear you guys. Hello. I'm still trying to fix. See, I'm up on the screen. Can you hear me okay? 
I, yeah, can, we can, can hear you. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Yes. Okay, yes. everything was lagging a bit, and I'm, my, my green yeah. screen's a little you chopped uh -oh. up here. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I was trying to fix my camera. I'm running late. That's okay. That's okay. So I'm going to let you tell Hello. your back. How's it going, guys? It's... <laughs> It's it's oh, lagging. My backstory. Okay, I think she can hear us now. Which which part of the backstory? I'm trying to fix that. I'm trying to fix it all back. <laughs> Stand before by. You tell us, Stand before you tell by. us about how you have been so relentlessly consistent with the J6 reporting, tell us how you got into journalism. How long have you been doing it? Like how many years roughly? Well, let's see. I by default, can you hear me? I, let me know if it yes. cuts off. You can't hear me, but I by default was, fine. you know, conditioned to be by MTV. I was conditioned by MTV and Hollywood and the movies and mainstream media, just like everybody else. I'm from New York, New York. Right. And at a certain point when I was 19 years old. I was like, wow, someone came to me with a different point of view about politics. And I had suspended my ego at that time. A friend got killed and I was asking God for questions and spending a lot of time alone. And when I had this confrontation with someone who had a different viewpoint, who supported George W. Bush or asked me, was the Ku Klux Klan or the Democrat Party or the Republican Party? And I went, pause. I don't freaking know. <laughs> I've been cutting <laughs> class for four years. I used to be an A student, and then I barely hung on by a thread to finish high school. Mm -hmm. And then I started asking questions and looking for answers, and I found them. And I was completely shocked by how it, everything was an inversion of what we were taught in our society was the truth. That's been inverted. I mean, forget about what you say about the GOP uniparty today. If you study civil rights, you study the Civil War, you study American history, you will see the truth. I'm getting tired of saying it after it's been 20 years since I was 19. I'm getting tired of repeating basic American history to explain like how my political career got started. But when you're in a place where there's a monolithic kind of group thing, and you decide, you know what? Things don't add up here. Let me let me start looking into it. And you find the information and you find the truth. And all the people you were told to hate are the ones who are speaking the truth. And then you go and present that information to your family and friends who are all part of this sort of cult. <laughs> I hate that. I don't mean to sound condescending, but yep. when you're not no, willing to <laughs> look at a new perspective. Well, that's that's definitely a big part of it. Your sentence, you are part of a cult. Oh, you can't raise your hand again. So officially you have been in journalism for how long? Since you were 19? You've been a journalist. Well, I'd say since 2011, but before that I did work in politics. I mean, so, since 2011. And but, uh, before that, I started a Republican club at my college, at community college. And then I went and worked on the Rudy Giuliani presidential committee at like 5 a.m. in the war room till like 3 p.m. And then I'd go take more political science classes and be the lone conservative pretty much in the whole college at John Jay College of Criminal Justice where I was. 
constantly, it was my career to spar with professors. When I graduated, I'm like, what am I going to do now? <laughs> Every day, my job was like to go ahead in the classroom and call out their lies. And then I was like, well, I'm going to get a job in the media. I'm going to work in communications in the military. If I don't mm -hmm. get a job as a news reporter. And by the end of the summer, I got my first job in reporting. And it's been a long journey ever since. And it's been more in all the skills that I've acquired over the years at different companies and different outlets are everything that equipped me to do the work that needs to get done today. So you, what are you pushing hard to get done today? I don't know if we're lagging. What's your, what what's your mission to get, what's your mission that you're pushing for today? All of the skills that you've acquired over the years had, have led you to this no point. Chando. Oh no. I don't hear you. Uh oh. Maybe if we try bringing her out and bringing her back in, because what I really... got me to this point. I, I think I couldn't hear your whole question. Oh, okay. All right, bring me out and bring me back in. I'll try to fix things so, on my end. So I was gonna, I was gonna mention that you actually have been with a few different companies. You've worked. I think you still actively write articles for the Gateway Pundit. You previously were at Project Veritas. So you culminated a bunch of journalistic experience and you have access to like stories that you could potentially report on that don't get reported, right? That's like, there's like a journalist website or how do you come across the stories that you report on? Because I want to ask you about J6. Well, you want to ask, how do I come across the January 6th stories? No, I, I know how you come across those, but in that general. Was, are you asking me about how, how we get the J6 exclusives? <laughs> well, you know, people like yourself, Anthony, call me up for help. Telling me they get beaten up by the cops <laughs> for not wearing a mask. We get their story out. I get some tips, but times have changed. I mean, there used to be slow news days. I don't really focus on the news cycle as closely as I had because I'm inundated with stories about January 6th. And for me, COVID, stopping everybody from getting a COVID shot, that was what we needed to do. <laughs> Get that message out there. Make sure your family members don't comply. Make sure they're not going to inject themselves with another round of experimental mRNA technology. I mean, it's, it's, it's still baffling to me that we ever had to spell this out. <laughs> It's very elementary that masks are dirty and disgusting and a way to eradicate us having faces. But Definitely. for some reason, we need to smell this out for two years to protect our republic and our autonomy over our own bodies. But then the, su the subject got changed on us. All of a sudden, our attention was supposed to forget about the COVID lockdowns over the past three years, two years, whatever it had been. Forget about this bioweapon, psychic warfare attack and focus on the Ukraine and Russia. But I see the bleeding happening on January 6th throughout the whole thing. And I don't have, I didn't realize it was going to be like a decade in prison, 22 years in prison, even if you weren't there. <laughs> for mm -hmm. my friends. Yeah, some people are my friends. Yeah. For decades, 22 years for Enrique. How do I know Enrique Tario in between doing good work at the White House and Trump International Hotel and writing, writing this truth? That's a crime now, or uh, just, having having yeah. certain ideologies a crime now. Well, when you go up close and you see how what's happening in the courtroom, it's just it's like 
I can only compare it to watching people you care about getting tied up to a tree and sliced to pieces with a million paper cuts from bureaucratic Nazis who are implementing some kind of communist regime. You sit and you ask yourself, is this the United States of America? Where did the First Amendment go? Where did due process go? Where did our constitutional rights go? And then you realize they've been, the cops on January 6th were shooting people in the face. Just shooting people in the face, grabbing people by the face and throwing them over a wall, beating them across the head with a baton. Since when is that legal? We already know they killed someone and got away with it. If we don't stand up and get the truth out every way that we can, we will look back on this time and we will wish we had done more while we're all going to uh, some sort of concentration camp. I agree. Now, you have a particular consistency with reporting on J6, and these are political prisoners. Tell me what that means to you, these political prisoners. What is the what? What is it that just that drives you to just have, have been staying on top of this for over three years? No, I haven't been on top of it for three years. I wish I had been. I wish back three years ago, I was still undercover journalist with Project Veritas something that I don't talk about much and wasn't allowed to talk about after doing all that work. Sure. That's unfortunate. Um, and so I, I wasn't at January 6th only because I was at the Georgia, uh, I was at the Georgia election Congress center, the Georgia world Congress center watching election theft happen on January 5th. That's why I was not at January 6th. I was invited. I was invited to go and sit with Trump's people on numerous invitations and, my boss at the time said, no, none of you are allowed to go because they're going to spray the crowd with COVID or something like that. Good bad's going to happen. And we could all kind of feel something wasn't something wasn't right there. And a, a good thing we trusted our intuition. That being said, I would have still been like a moth to the, a moth to the flame and going to stand up for truth and, 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 and be a reporter and go report on the day. When I look at the correlation of how I'm just a few degrees away from being there, being a J6er myself. And seeing other good people like you and me being tortured in a broken prison system that's been torturing people for debt for generations without any of us knowing or caring or doing anything about it besides seeing a Netflix documentary. I'm going to do something about it. If Anthony, if they put you in there for 20 years, I would hope that people would be here for you. They did it to any of us. And not only that, not only because it feels personal with people I know and care about that I knew before January 6th being prosecuted, I care about the First Amendment and our God-given unalienable rights. <laughs> I care about our Second Amendment. And all these things are obliterated with these new precedents being set with creative prosecutions at the federal courthouse. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, now, early, earlier you were talking about how people are pass or basically people were passively watching the news and then just absorbing that information. And now we're kind of seeing the effects of people just passively witnessing the news instead of actively seeking the truth and actively looking into the J6 prisoners and looking into what they've done in the court cases because most of the time what we just see is a headline. And it says, Enrique Atario, insurrectionist, sentenced to 22 years, and you have a whole bunch of people celebrating that, and it's because people passively just soak in the information that the mainstream media and activists themselves put out there. And in order to fight against that, you have to actively seek out the truth. 
and look for yourself into the cases. And then that's the only way that we'll be able to make a change in this country is if people become more active in what they're, what they're looking for. Or when they see a news article saying that somebody like Enrique Tarrio sentenced to 22 years, they look into why, why did they do that? And then that can start changing people's minds and noticing that, Hey, you know, this guy wasn't even at the Capitol and he got sentenced to 22 years. And then you have somebody like Ray Epps who gets probation for a year who did more like significantly more than Enrique Tario did. And I mean, it is provable on paper, on video that, that he had done more harm than Enrique Tario did, but he gets one year probation, no jail time. Let's think about this though. Okay. Sure. It's very clear because how Ray Epps is above the law. These other defendants who did anywhere near what he did are languishing in pretrial custody. But let's not take the bait on that either. I know that I have I have allegations that are really bad about Ray Epps that I haven't published yet. It's very sensitive material. But still, what did he really do that day? If he was just a regular defendant, what, whisper in somebody's ear to knock the fence over? Like, was walking through the building killing somebody all of a sudden? Well, he didn't That's go true. through the building, but is it? Like, are we, like... We're demonized to hate this person. I have more evidence of why we should hate this person. But Can did anybody really commit so much crime? I don't want to share it yet. Otherwise, you'll be reading about <laughs> it. Why? Wait, you don't you don't want to give us an exclusive? She never will. I mean, never I mean it's not really my exclusive. It's out there. Oh. There's allegations that he raped his daughter. You know, and then you oh, could yeah. also I like, heard about that. investigate what CHS is. They they the people who do these out? kind of government ops. Huh? There was a complaint filed with CHS? No, 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 no. The confidential human sources all have these kind of troubled backgrounds, like the people that the FBI recruit to set right. people up and infiltrate your groups. They usually have criminal charges pending or some dark, shady past. But I would say, irrespective of that, you can take even a lot of the people like John Sullivan or um, Zachary yeah. Alum. Okay, charge them with the crimes they committed. I don't care if they're Antifa or Black Lives Matter. They all have a right to demonstrate. Now, here's where January 6th becomes also like another elementary blunder where, okay, if you're at a rally and police don't issue a dispersal order, they're not allowed to arrest you. They're not allowed to beat you across the head. They're not allowed to put their hands on you. And a dispersal order means... Everyone must leave the premises now or you will be arrested audibly. And they have loudspeakers across the Capitol. So they could have they could have aired that message for everyone to leave. And they didn't. So if there were any rule of law, all of these prosecutions would be completely nullified by how many times in a litany of ways police broke the law that day. That's why this was a coup d'etat of the United States government. And you can't say that if you're a January 6th defendant. Or you will be charged with terror enhancements. More time. Do you think, do you think that part of do you think you think part of the staging of, of the, the, the the insurrection and the, the FBI's part in all that was part and parcel to capture some political prisoners to use as symbolism? Or do you think it was not that well planned out? Oh, absolutely. I think there's no coincidence. This is 80% veterans who are being over-prosecuted and incarcerated before yeah. trial and held, held without bond. There has been a deliberate attack on men in our country. And why? And women. 
But really, we can see the concerted attack over the last decade or so to effeminate the man. To I mean, they're gutting our military with the poison shots. Uh, before, when I was working on COVID, just as much as I work on January 6th, I was talking to many military members who were coughing up blood after following through with the mandate to keep their service, to stay in the service, dying, all kinds of injuries. That's all by the plan. Why? Why do they need to destroy strong men? Well, who's going to fight our wars? These are the same people who would have been drafted into World War II that are languishing in pretrial detention or getting over sentenced. These are the ones who are going to uh, protect us, our veterans and our military aged men from whatever's coming next. So they can, and they just, we all know they want to destroy the nuclear family. When I say they, I mean, you know, the globalists, Satanists, via the Democrat and Uniparty. Marxists. Yeah. Communists. So you, all the same. All the same. My book. You actually, Alicia, you were in the press briefing room and you were able to ask Donald Trump a question. Is that right? Oh, yeah. I've been in and out the White House. I've been in and out the jail, been in and out the White House. I've been all around the projects, following ballot harvesters. I've been to high places and low places. I've been in the Trump White House with champagne and and, and desserts. Tell us Um, what what can you share with us about the ballot harvesting? Oh, well, I'll just say when I was in, I'm proud to say, Anthony, when I was at the press briefing room the last time, I was still working on the cover back then. I was feeling on top of the world. Talking <laughs> about my very job in a White House. Okay, stay humble. But I did not wear a mask. I was just me and the president with no mask on in the Washington Post. You could go look at it in Wikipedia on Gateway Pundit. Gateway okay. Pundit reporter wore no mask. It's more so, okay. You can actually, like, I'll pull up the clip because Veritas only ran like two minutes of this clip. We're going to. a long story for that, but I was undercover at the Georgia World Congress Center for two months. And finally, in January 5th, on the runoff w- race in which Raphael Warnock stole and won, yeah. stole, five o'clock, I'm like, okay, God is going to show up today. God's going to show up today. At nine in the morning, I walked down to the, the, the dungeon under the ground where all the, vo- the voting yeah. is being processed. I right. see the Fox News, Brett Bayer and them on the stage above talking <laughs> about the big race. And yeah. I'm, you know, I could be there or I could be here. <laughs> I'm happy to go be here. I'm going back downstairs. I don't know what's going to happen, but God is going to show up today. God is going to show up today. And I was just intent. I'm just going to stand here like a fly in the wall. I didn't leave that room all day. I was starving. I had like four or five cameras on me. I probably shouldn't even be talking about this. But <laughs> stories need to go somewhere. And at five, it was six o'clock. It was a, maybe a quarter to six. I got the registration chief, Ralph Jones, to sit down. For an interview, after two months, he sat down. The other lady, I forget what her name was. Get up, Ralph. What are you doing? So he's talking to me. And all of a sudden, the committee to defend the president shows up. While I'm sitting there talking to him, he's like, you have been served. The judge is pissed. The Iowa military ballots came in 71% for Joe Biden. That's a mathematic probability. <laughs> and then, oh. Oh, yeah, they take the worst shot. Don't even zoom in on that ugly picture. Because that's what they do. So then, then, but you see, I didn't have the mask. All right, I did the chin strap, the virtue signal. 
Right. You got to wear it around your chin at least to get in the door, right? Yeah. So then, yeah, they started the the, the whole room. You could you could pull the clip up on Veritas from Veritas from two two years ago, three years ago, whatever it's been. We busted them. There was hours of that footage that hasn't been released. And meanwhile, Ruby and Shay, part of that network of Bella harvesting or suing, they just got one hundred and forty eight million dollars from Rudy Giuliani, and a lawsuit. For defaming them about stealing the election, but we had insiders that Amazing. told us that they were bragging about stealing the election. So what can you do? Keep fighting. You get all the juicy stuff as a reporter. I think we're gonna run a commercial, and if you don't mind, if you have time, Alicia, stay with us on the backside. We'll get into some more of your story and some more about these political prisoners. Thank. Welcome to the Patriots Prayer Podcast. Here, we don't just play to your feelings. We're rooted in honesty, and our foundation is based on Christian values, conservative beliefs, and a no-holds-barred approach. So if your feelings clash with reality, it's not reality that needs adjusting. If you're ready for an unfiltered view of the world, we're here to challenge the official narratives and confront the overwhelming tide of misinformation and call out wrongdoing wherever we find it. See, truth is our compass, and God is our only judge. Right and wrong mean more to us here at the Patriots Prayer than right and left do. And a complacent, blind acceptance of the status quo will not be found here. We do not believe that things are this bad in our country merely by accident. So we investigate and dive deep in each episode and tackle pressing issues head on. Many podcasts claim that they're unfiltered, but here we actually mean it. So tune in to the Patriots Prayer podcast on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 8 a.m. If you're seeking clarity in a world full of chaos, this is your destination. Welcome back. Welcome back. So, Alicia, when when you started reporting on the January 6th political prisoners, did you think it was going to take this long to start showing some of the having some of the videos released or did you think it would never be released i you know first of all videos i received in june really smart talented marine corps veteran i think she was a medic in the marine corps she was to remain anomalous she was going on sedition hunter twitter spaces and so one day there was a fight between pam hempful a uh, J6er who I guess turned coat J6er and this yes, and she they were arguing and they were like well I got the footage and so all of a sudden we went to she found Bigfoot at Osin Yeti on Twitter's catalog of January 6th footage and it was just on and on and on they had hundreds of hours if not thousands of hours I still don't know how many hours and then we went to replicate it. I'm like, well, what if they delete it? We can't tell them we have it because what if they all delete they delete it all? And then we started finding some exculpatory evidence in there. But I think for the general public, the footage is kind of a hot potato because the average person doesn't know what to look for. Like for me, I'll say like, like right now I'm dealing with Ryan Samsel and James Grant. Their case is coming up. They're about to be probably found guilty because almost everyone gets found guilty in it jury trial or bench trial even but they're recycling um, jurors you, though. that's to watch what jurors. they're doing huh they're recycling jurors right that that's was happening as well yes 
That's dirty. So I was at, I was at Zachary Alam's trial and working alongside attorney Stephen Metcalf, who also represented Dominic Pizzola, one of the Proud Boys. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I met him. And we're like, what's going on here? He's like, what's going on? He starts saying in the courtroom, were you here last week? Oh, man, I got to plug in my PC. You're like, were you here last week? Yes, I was here last week. Were you dismissed from another case last week? Yes, I was here. Do you know anybody in his room? Yeah, I met him last week. Now, this has been happening in multiple trials. This is illegal. Lawyers don't know how illegal it is or not. It's so unprecedented. I got to plug this in. Go ahead. Plug your Plug your thing in. We can. We, I don't know if we have another commercial ready, but I wanted to talk about Leonard Peltier and how this political prisoner was used by the FBI as a scapegoat. A scapegoat. Very similar markings of FBI involved informants, pay, a lot of things on the reservation are under federal jurisdiction. And during that time, Leonard Peltier was accused of shooting an FBI agent. This FBI agent was on the reservation looking for another person. And uh, eventually a a bunch of things culminated, more information came out. But this guy right here was used as a political prisoner to demoralize the people on the reservation. He's been in jail for 46 years and eight months. He went in in 1977 and he's 80 years old and he's been in there over half his life. And he was supposed to get clemency from Obama. Of course, that never happened. But the FBI doing dirty tricks and using political prisoners is not something new. And it's the symbolism behind the demoralization of using people as examples to try and show people, don't you dare bow up against us. Don't you dare, you know, fight back. And yet William Ayers is out of prison. So, you know. Uh, oh, that's yeah. What- I mean, you want to get out of print. You, you want to get out of the January 6th Inquisition a little bit, then go and be a transgender registered vote Democrat. Yeah, yeah. Tell the world you love Biden, Joe Biden, bend your knee. What's the price to sell your soul? What's the price? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, honestly, if I were at that protest, I'd be swimming across the the southern border to Cuba, where there's more freedom in communist Cuba than uh, it would seem at this point. But that's the thing about this January 6th situation. I feel that we're now able to expose what's been going on in this bureau of prison system. Yes. This whole thing. It's getting more light now than it has in so long. I mean, sure, we see things like Shawshank Redemption. We see it in the movies. But after that, we all go on with our own lives. And the fact that now we're living in a time where what you believe in can lead you with land you in jail and the government can take your personal text messages and spy on you, use them in the court of law. Like you're not even allowed to be angry in private about what this uh, Biden administration is doing. That's why we all need to wake up and come together and fight this thing. And it looks like there's a margin of the public that we just can't convince. They're completely in a a, a hypnotic state (laughs) to hate us. Come join me on this edition 120 space (laughs) and see how disgusting they are. 
how how yeah, disgusting no, I, mentality is. I I feel that almost every day as well. I've I've been called almost every name in the book, calling for unity, calling for people to wake up and actively seek out the truth, not just passively absorb the news. So, but most of my X feed, or I guess formerly known as Twitter. It does have a lot of patriotic Americans on it, and there are people waking up. There are people changing their mind. I am actually getting some left-leaning followers that are more open to the idea of, you know, maybe the government has been lying to us. So, I mean, there there is some hope, but but you're right. I mean, there's a lot there's a lot of hate out there, and in order in order to be able to speak up, in order to be able to speak up, you absolutely have to have courage and know the know what you're talking about or at least know you know and 25 truth out when you don't know what you're talking about like yeah. that's, a, yes. that's where it yeah. started for me when i said i don't yeah. know a whole world opened up of opportunity to better myself and to become more enlightened it's when you keep you keep fighting for the things that you just heard through the grapevine and act like as you like you know have you really yeah. investigated it for yourself for how many hours Mm -hmm. like a thousand five zero you just heard it while you're walking across the street and you're following along with your friends but i will say a lot more people have woken up over the past three years i just hope it's not too late we're at unprecedented times never too late donald trump in prison well (laughs) i I would like to i would like to say that it's never too late as long as we're still standing then we're still in this fight you know the the spirit of freedom is it's it's been asleep for quite some time but I have a feeling that it's going to wake up and there's, I mean, it's forcing people awake with the, the amount of illegals coming to the country with the, the inflation, with the obvious, the obvious political corruption in the way that they're charging people, the way that January 6th, you know, with you're doing, you're doing great reporting by exposing it. You know, it's a good thing that you weren't at January 6th. That way you can report right. on it now and help. Right. You have a We're platform to help bring people up and out and, expose this so that's great you know, I'm, honestly, I'm, I'm happy I'm you weren't like, there <laughs> when, I, when i see them going through this because i was ready to quit journalism or just give it a long break and just go on with being an artist like i can draw and paint and do and, and i'm like a fashion designer and i made a living doing that for a long time while i was in college and that's really you know that's really what i'd like to do if we weren't in one crisis after another crisis <laughs> so when i go and visit yeah. the proud boys in solitary confinement I see them wearing a black mask that used to be white because they have to wear the same mask for six months and it's dirty. And they're in a six by eight cell telling me it's like freezing cold, like less than 20 degrees in that cell at all times. And I just want to help them. And no, the media is not even paying attention to their story on the right or the left or any alternative media. And it'll be like, they got the least clicks and likes. I'm like, thank you, God, that I'm in a vocation. And a location to be of service. And what better thing can you do in your life than serve? Besides, be a parent. You know. Do you, do you know of <laughs> do you, Do you know of any directory that that you can kind of guide people to for, like a give send go or a GoFundMe or something like that for the J six prisoners? Is there any, well, any anywhere you can kind of direct people? My dad made me a give send go, and if I had more money on my account, I'd be able to send them books or go visit them in prison or um, do. I mean, truly, if I had uh, enough money, I'd start my own Project Veritas operation and go get the bad guys, you know. But every defendant, most of them have a give send go. I do some. I help out this one defendant, Jake Lang, who does sponsor J Six. 
He's put together a team of investigators and he's helping other defendants pay for attorneys. And that's at sponsorj6.com. But just go on the Gateway Pundit almost every day of the week. We'll tell another story about a January 6th defendant. And we always include the link to their give, send, go. There's Patriot okay. Mail Project. where you can. It's like a directory of where all of them are staying, where they're housed, where they're incarcerated. And... But hold on, wait, hold on, wait. Before that, when you guys go, I want you guys to go to the Gateway Pundit and search up Alicia Powell and click on those articles because she gets paid for the number of clicks that go on her articles. So trust me, there is a person who is down there in the trenches giving all she got. If you guys don't have the money to donate, go and click on her article. It supports her pocketbook to go down to the jail and visit these J6 defendants. You guys get out there and click on her link. And even if you guys can't support us, you can follow us. You can share. Uh, that's another way that you can you can support us. Yeah, I have a give, send, go. It's give, send, go slash victory fund. I have some things in the work that we're planning. Um, I think yes, what's next for you? That's what I was going to ask you. What's next for Alicia Powell? I'm creating a legal media investigative outlet. Let's just put it that way. Oh. And I hope you all be a part of it because it's out. It's it's an organization that I aspire to be our organization for we the people. I think I'm really a little bit perturbed by our our state of affairs in the media these days. I think yeah. that there's too much of a corporate influence. I think that we spend too much time focusing on the problem and we have to expose the problems, make no mistake, but we have to come up with solutions. And at this point we can see the herd and people, unfortunately humanity does seem to be acting like a herd throughout all of this experimenting on our psychology throughout COVID. I mean, how many times did you walk through an airport without a mask and realize, wow, I'm the only one. And it's <laughs> not flying. What the hell is going on? So that's on the horizon for you is your, your, your network. You're starting a talk about it, be about it. It's not done yet. So I shouldn't even be mentioning no. it, but we're putting the work <laughs> in. You're telling me it sounds like the innocent project, which I'm not sure what that, what that is, but what are you working on? What's next for you? What, what stories? I are got you? trial coming. I got to go to DC tomorrow with some defendants who are not in print jail in town. We got this week coming up, we'll have uh, Ryan Samsel's trial on February 2nd. A verdict should be coming in there. Eric Clark's trial is up. The Middletons, if you are familiar with the January 6th issues, they have a trial starting. A lot of trials are starting. I've had the longest hiatus from that courthouse. I haven't been there since mid-November when John Sullivan was <laughs> dragged away from his, his, his and threw in the gulag. They had no idea that was going to happen that day. Real quick, like, yeah. You don't know what happens I, in this. I got Real quick, go ahead, Maurice, and then I'll ask my. Uh, so, recently, the the what is it? They basically said that they're going to come out and start charging people who were just at the Capitol grounds. So, if you were at the Capitol grounds on January sixth, is there anything that these people can do to kind of prepare for the the FBI to to kick in their door or or? Yeah, I just you told know, you what you could do: I, go to Florida and swim across to Cuba. <laughs> the, FBI is, the FBI is on. Yeah. No, well, I would yeah. not be in this country if I was anywhere in DC on January 6th. I would not. I mean, what are I mean? What we're, 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 if you're a parent, what do you have? If you're not, if you don't have like a small child, 
go and just, you know, call me. Let's put together the best legal th- team you can put together. All the evidence. I mean, re- literally, these ex- they should be exhibiting Antifa burning down state capitals on January 6th right. trials. However, either lawyers don't have it together to show the double standard or they're just not allowed to. Right. Like you can listen to what happened with Alina Haaba and Eugene Carroll's trial. And they just don't let her present the evidence. They don't let her present screenshots of all the crazy stuff Eugene Carroll said about where she herself exposes herself as a sexual predator. They don't allow her to make the argument. So that's where you're just in a kangaroo trial. Yeah, I don't didn't know she what? just come out? Didn't she just come out and say that nothing that happened between her and Trump, like, like it wasn't sexual? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 She, she said it was nuts. It wasn't sexual. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta be, and, and 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 she was already. It was it was already a jury found that he was liable. The jury said he's not guilty of rape. Yeah, but he's guilty of defamation. So we're gonna drag. He so he pays her five million dollars for defamation. You know, like saying she's crazy. I never met her. I don't saw her. That's defamation. Five million dollars, and she sues him again for ten million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing that I'm asking is, why isn't Trump suing her for defamation? I don't get it. And that's the state of affairs we're in across the board. We need to get on the offense. We need more lawyers. I mean, if you're a lawyer listening to this broadcast, please, we need your help. And all we need to get on the offense. We need civil lawsuits yeah. filed. We're still not done winning on the COVID issue. Yeah, it's time to get off the sidelines. If you if 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 you have any sort of skill set in legal or anything, it's time. We all have skin in the game, and and it's 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 crunch time, you guys. We it's go time. The go time was yesterday. And I think there's a lot of re- there's already a lot of people here fighting. You just need more unity. And we're all in our own silo and. I don't see, though, how they can lock this nation down again under the guise of a, a pandemic and get away with it. Well, I don't you, see I mean, how they can get away with things the way they have been, but I we don't know what's it's, ahead. It's going to be tough to do that, but I mean, you saw you saw what Alex Soros had just put out, right? Right. As as the, uh, the the bullet hole. He put a he put a retweeted an article. And it had on one side, there was a picture of a bullet hole through glass. And on the other side of the picture, it had a guy holding $47. There's a lot of theories out there that they were saying that this is like a, basically a call for an assassination on Trump. I don't, I don't know if you had seen that article or, or his tweet about it. I didn't see but, it, but I mean, isn't that obvious though, what they want to do here? I mean, if Trump is not in on it, which I don't think he is, but you got to question everything in this new time that we're living in after he was for the COVID mandates. I hate to say it. Listen, we need Trump to win. We make yeah, no mistake I, about I that. But, I, I agree. But it, I it mean, sure seems like... you want to put him in prison. He's chasing 92 felony charges. Yeah. Ho- hopefully he's able to surround himself with better people and not have trust in so many of the people who have been in the, the deep state or the bureaucrats for the last 40 years. You know, he trusted a lot, lot of people that that he really shouldn't have, but unfortunately, that's just the way it was back well, in 2020. Think about this, right? They they concocted the Russia collusion thing in 2015, late 2015, or excuse me, 2016, and then they got away with that and pushed that narrative all this time. And we were told we were all chanting, "Lock her up, lock her up," and we needed Trump to do two things to secure this republic. We needed Trump to lock them up. 
At least give him, <laughs> him into post. Yeah. And we needed him to break up big tech. Break up big tech. They will, they, Google executives said they will do everything in their power to stop another Trump situation. And those things didn't happen. On the converse, they're locking us up, though, for, for speaking out and standing up. Left and right, left and right. Look at all how many plea, plea deal, pleas that all of the people surrounding him take. I mean, that's weak. <laughs> so how, how, what good character are they, do they have? And, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the situation is. I know through God, all things are possible. And through we, the people, God is a vehicle through us, or we're a vehicle of God. So it's a multiple realities can play themselves out. It's really yeah. contingent you, on what we do now all together. Do you believe that Trump is going to be the retribution, that he's going to go after the Mockingbird media, or that he is going to actually bring the hammer down like the citizens are asking for? I mean, I don't think anyone's gone all over, gone after and exposed the media <laughs> any more in our lifetimes than Trump did. I mean, he used to just straight That's up sun them. Like, sit down, shut up, your fake news. <laughs> Never see anything like it. But that's not He did enough. wake a lot of people up. He did, but he also, you know, it was also became very polarized because the left was getting shellacked and losing. So they just come back with more force and more dirt and more grime, contrived and unleashed COVID. Like, we need to stop the presses. Anthony, are you sleeping? No, I'm looking at I'm listening. Go ahead. So. Yeah, I mean, I like. I'll say it. Here's a. He's got the uh, producer in his ear, so yeah. <laughs> just silver lining in all of this, right? Through all of this crisis, I mean, Anthony, when I met you, your story is so absurd. Like, I don't know if everyone knows his story. Like the 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 administrators of the school not letting me pick up your seven year old son because you didn't want him to wear a mask after the government rescinded the mask. The governor rescinded the mask mandate. <laughs> And was it Colorado? That was absurd. That is frightening. I mean, how do we win this war? It's an information war. We have to have more faith and yep, keep we actually, to find the truth and keep lifting each other up instead of being we're agreed. kind of we're kind of there's this culture of narcissism where everyone wants to tear each other down and, and, and fight to be in the front. But everyone has unique talents and gifts and a voice and a story. And I think that's what this story is about us uniting. That's why we're called the United States. What other places united called the United whatever like this? A one nation under God. We need to like fulfill that mantra. I oh man, that, you're speaking my language right now. That's <laughs> that's the kind of stuff that I love to hear. And I mean, I I I fully agree with that. I mean, everybody has a role to play. It's I I'd like to compare it to like a human body. You know, I mean, if you don't have if you don't have the the functions of the heart, well, you know, the lungs have their certain job. You, you know, your liver has a certain job. And if you look at America in general, you know, we have our veterans acting like the white blood cells. We have our truckers acting like the the red blood cells going throughout and distributing all of the, the goods throughout the country. Everybody plays a role. And and it 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 will take all of us to stand up against this. You know, this is this is why I Scroll through what's putting on our news feeds and social media, what's uh, rising to the top on the algorithms. There's a disease. It's a disease of narcissism, ego, 
of, you know, like what people getting plastic surgery to think that means success in life to have a certain yeah. appearance. I mean, I bet you these people watching this, this stream right now, sitting here nitpicking away and criticizing and talking about, oh, you know, instead of lifting each other up. Whoa. And all we have is each other. If God forbid Trump doesn't win, because the only way he won't win is if they steal it again. And that's the only reason he didn't win in 2020. They steal it again because it's always going to boil down to man versus the machine moving forward and where we are technology, technology wise and everything else. And so it's got to be us together versus the machine coming up and these voting machines. They can just <laughs> and that's it. We lost another one, another precipitous spike in the middle of the night for God knows who the candidate's going to be. Michelle Obama, Joe, Joe Fetterman. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Whoever they're going to dial up. I don't know. Let's, let's not put that out in the Let's not put it out there. You're right. Game in the last inning. Come on. And also, I think we're going to spirituality, um, studying the, the power of thought, the power of our own feelings and what we're persistently focusing on. Yeah. That external, uh, that that materializes what so we're focusing our attention on. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna play the trailer for my documentary, Alicia. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but it'll help explain the story a little bit. We're not gonna spend a lot of time on it. It's just a, a little advertisement for the, uh, another episode that Maurice and I pre-recorded. But a lot of people don't know the details of my story. I've mentioned it a few times in a few different conversations, but. We're going to roll the trailer and we'll talk about that in another episode. But thanks to Alicia Powell, my story was given some light and, and, and some light was shown on some things and exposed some things. And, and we'll just roll the clip and let you check it out. Yes. Fuck me, dude. I do. Stop touching me. Baton. Stop touching me. Fuck me, dude. I do. Stop touching me. What time? What time does the school end? Two thirty. That's when she gets. What's going on? You're trespassing. I'm being assaulted. We bring some of our nation's greatest patrons on. That includes one famous celebrities, politicians, interesting people, and of course, special interest stories like the one that I'm about to bring to you. The cops should be getting less of a tackle. This is bad. Oh my gosh. to be thrown away due to adult fear by corrupt government contracts 12 days after Anthony was arrested for taking a my son to the door.
abused by a special education teacher. Uh, Chase is not in special ed, but a special ed teacher abused him. Took a personal interest and contempt uh, for him and his son. Anthony's exposed to fraud abuse from the CARES Act that found its way into the Denver mayor's pocket. And Anthony, you know what's going on. If, uh, You've done some digging, haven't you? You understand what's happening. These people are beholden to the money that's coming to them. It has nothing to do with health and safety, does it? So, there it is again. The, uh, intimidation. Intimidation for exercising my, uh, my right to advocate for my son. For for the guidance that that you're uh, getting. Uh, um, so our our legal team. And so your legal is now participating in uh, medical decisions with um, your health partners. So um, I'm assuming you're okay. Perfect. You have a great day, sir. And I'll protect you, son. You're the only dad. You're the only one that can take care of me. You're my dad. I'm so proud of you, Anthony. And it just goes to show, thank God that's all behind you now, I would assume. And nothing can overcome the tenacity of the human spirit. When you look back on that fight that you endured, and years from now, you will feel proud of yourself, too. Doing the right thing and standing for the Absolutely. truth. Absolutely. Not allowing the Satanists to invert our reality with toxic, disgusting lies. Yeah. And and so that's just kind of part of the stories that go under the radar, the, the ones that get slipped through the cracks. I was fortunate to have my story told and 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 thoroughly told that I think Alicia ran like almost there was just things kept happening. So there was almost four articles I think that were written from the first one because it was just a series of just a craziness, but make sure, like I said, go to the gateway pundit, click on Alicia Powell, go to the articles, click on those articles because that's how she gets paid people. If you can't support and donate, click on the link, click on an article. That's Share it. Share it with your friends. Share the information. <laughs> That's how I get paid when people wake up and, oh, yes. and come together so we can do something about this. Leviathan of a government, take a coup d'etat of the United States government. Whoever thought we'd be living through these times? Whoever thought our generation would go on and become political prisoners? <laughs> right. Like a ninja turtle watching like spoiled kids had it too good for too long, I guess, right? We are the ones we're 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 waiting for, and I've grown tremendously. I didn't know computers. I didn't know video editing software. I put that little trailer <laughs> together myself, but I forced myself to learn it and grow. And that's that's the crowd that we're in. That's the group the group that we're in. You know the 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 tribe of patriots. We have the brightest minds, the objective thinkers, the critical thinkers, the ones who do their own research and make their own decision. We've all it forced these last few years just forced all the thinking minds and the rational ones together, and and that's what's left. We are the ones we we were waiting for. We are the dream team, and and 
you know, my, my life has taken a turn for standing up. And here I am on a podcast, you know, a couple of years later when I, I was just a construction worker, just, just, you know, a single full-time dad, just, just minding my business, you know? I'm happy to see it. I'm, I'm happy you guys are out doing this broadcast. I hope to join you again. And hopefully things, it's just been, right, for me, it's just been one thing after the next, after the next, after the next since 2020. And yeah. I hope, I think that the wheels are going to fall off of the bus on these, these political prosecutions. I know they will. And we have to know God will show up. Just don't doubt it. Remember that day in the, jo- I will never forget that day in Georgia World Congress Center. Do you think there'll be a war before the election? Do you think they're going to try and stop the election? We're already in a war. Do you think they're going to uh, try? A hot war or some kind of bomb going off in the United States? Who knows? They're going to keep trying it. They well, tell the, you what the, the plan SCOTUS, is. The SCOTUS what decision. What the World Economic Forum wants. They want the population and they want to control us like a sheep. And they've done a pretty good job of it to some degree, but so many people have woken up now. And um, yeah, like I said, there's a slither of our society that wants to be mass and they want a government to be their daddy and they want to get another <laughs> shot. Right. But the rest of us are like, get the yeah. <laughs> right. No, I agree. I agree, Alicia. I think we I, we were going to try and get to a segment called Reports from the Res. We were going to try and get a hold of someone on the reservation and ask them how they feel about Donald Trump. Thankfully, I don't have to learn software editing as much as I, I needed to in the past because we have Eddie, our producer. I sent him some I sent him a, a screenshot of a, a text message that I got from a buddy of mine, Tashina moves camp and i met him a few years ago going out to the to the reservation but i asked him just a simple question like how do the people on the reservation feel about president trump and 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 this is what this this is what this is what he wrote he says while trump doesn't threaten to take guns away he made everyone an extra eight dollars and he's also helped during COVID 19 with food money and shelter and doesn't make the COVID jab mandatory less laws and rules and regulations and more freedom of will. We call, we all called him uncle Trump after the first, <laughs> which is a big honor on the res. When someone calls you uncle on the res, yeah, that's an honor. Okay. So they honored him by calling him uncle Trump. And, and it says uh, no one in the government has ever gave uh, that much to, to our people, not even our own government. He said he's voting for Trump again. And it's the American dream to have someone in office living that that he made the money he lost the money made the money and then gave it away you know he is all american and all money and currency is recognized the media paints a picture when it's all actually the left wing and the right wing belong to the same bird it really doesn't matter who is in office at the end of the day what matters is their agenda who or what is next so i mean to to his point right like the platform of the the, the democrats is no is no platform just we don't like donald trump they don't run on any issues. They have no core kitchen table values. They just want to tear it down, destroy it. That guy's bad. You can't, you, you can't, you can't produce a candidate that way. That's there's no substance there. Well, underneath their hatred, their what is it? Reactive hatred. It's not creative, it's reactive. They just whatever you stand for, they're against. But Below, beneath that surface is something that is very disgusting and ominous, which is that Satanism, 
Baphomet, Pizzagate, all that kind of Epstein's Island, all, all, all that dirt is there. I'll tell you this from like having observed prosecutors and these judges, something is severely corrupt there. Like these are the type of people who are like sadomasochists. Like they, they take glee in watching you suffer. These are the type of people that will lock you in a closet and torture you and, 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 and smile about it. So something that that's my impression of this. How do you throw somebody in prison for 15 years or 17, 18 years for walking around a time, like the crime they actually committed on any other day of the year, any other time would be like three months in prison and in, in jail max or fine. And you want you, you're 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 someone who goes about your life happy to do this to people. Like, yeah, well, I got I got I got to tell you that was that was one of the hardest realizations for me personally to come to is that there are people out there that will hate you for just being you. Like you you had to come. I I, I had to wrap my mind around this. Like you know, I I a husband. I I work for a living. You know, I I, I change industrial tires for a living, and I I thought. Why would there be people out there who just hate me for being me? But it, it really turned out to be very true or a lot more true than than I had even thought. You know, you, you start posting opinions on Twitter or or Facebook or wherever people, you know, post their feelings. And and you you suddenly realize, oh my gosh, there is an entire group of people out there that will absolutely do any everything in their power to crush everything that I love and hold dear. That you know traditional family second amendment i mean any anything that makes us american people out there that absolutely hate just to tear it down just to just i'm not so sure i would have even got gone down this path in journalism or on this long investigation for the truth if there were such like a lack of receptivity to a different viewpoint if i wasn't getting bullied and yelled at and cursed out and my best friend not my best friend anymore not even friends anymore to this day because i because i had a side i was going to be a republican voter like all of the ostracizing i've experienced back then nowadays i'm usually around like-minded people but if i go back to my hometown in new york city it's a lot of people who are really dumb yeah i mean <laughs> i hate to say it but common really sense ain't that common yeah common sense ain't that common <laughs> I mean, last time it was really cold, so I never posted this man on the street. I didn't finish it, but I just did a man on the street in New York uh, the last time I was there. And someone was saying, what's this? It's a very overweight man with a beard and long purple nail polish, like long nails and purple nail polish. And <laughs> he's asking about, I asked him, do you think the election was fair? Do you think Joe Biden stole? Oh, absolutely. He, he won the election. He was a top cop. He was a top law enforcement agent, like just making stuff up. We're like, gonna bring in. We're gonna bring in Tashima <laughs> Camp for our our reports from the res, and we're gonna we're gonna ask him about what he wrote. So you can hear from real Indians on the reservation. <laughs> so so res Indians. We, we <laughs> tell you we have we have skin in the game. We have real skin in the game. Tashina. Tashina Tanka. Oh, my brother, can you hear me? You can hear me? It's a little, oh, it's lagging, huh? I so, have got to go, guys. I'm sorry I was late. I would love to be well, hi, Tashina. We're, he's talking and we can't hear him. Let's see if we can 
I don't know if we can if we can fix that. Alicia, if you have to take off, I really, really want to say thank you so much for coming on to the to the show and talking with Maurice and I. And hopefully you can come back on again soon. I think we committed to like 10 episodes for like season one. So I think we have about eight left. So we're just going to see how it goes. And, you know, maybe maybe there's a voice out there for us. And and we'll, we'll definitely have you back because we, we like the inside scoop. Thank you for joining us, Alicia. Thank you. I'm so happy to be back. I'm sure we'll be working together in the future. That's All so right. Great. All right. Okay. Alicia. Or something. Alicia, it was nice to talk to you. Where where can people follow you or or see your work? Or you know, just I go ahead and say plug it, it in I'm before not, you leave. I don't use social media all that much, but I do have a handle on Twitter, formerly known as X, or X, formerly known as Twitter. And I just reactivated my Instagram page. I can't use Facebook. I tried to use it. I'm banned and censored on there. But follow my work at thegatewaypundit.com and check out worldnetdaily.com as well, wnd.com. And I'll be posting what happens in the next few days at, at the gulag and the courthouse and all that stuff. And I also encourage you all before I leave, please go to Patriot Mail Project and write some of these J6ers letters. You have no idea how much it feels to be sitting, how it feels to be sitting in a cell and just being inundated with letters of support to show you that there's hope and people care and we haven't forgotten about them. I know personally, like that lifts them up when they get the letters. Like you can imagine being in that situation, even from strangers. So if you can't make a financial donation, just please just write a letter and a stamp and send it to our friends in prison. Trust me, it helps when no one's answering phone calls, no one's coming to visit. It's lonely in there, people. So trust me, that means the world to them. To read some words, you could read it again and again and again. And it's going to bring them comfort when there is little to no comfort in a place like that. I know from experience. Thank you, Alicia. It was good to see you again. We'll catch up soon. Yeah. Tribe of Patriots. That's what we are. We're a tribe yeah, of, of course. Patriots. Yes. God bless, Alicia. Tasina, can you hear us? You got his mic fixed yet? Does it? You got to turn your volume up. Hmm. Turn the volume up, Tashina. You can hear us. Give us a thumbs up if you can hear us. It could be. You can hear us, but we can't hear you. You're mute. Huge lag. Okay. Well, at least we got to see Tashina. Looks like there's a lag. And we're not. Sort of. Can Talk. Talk, Tashina. <laughs> can't hear. No. Nope. Nothing. Still nothing. nothing. We can try this segment again another time. I just read your comment that when I asked about how you feel about Trump and you said that everyone was calling him Uncle Trump and that nobody's ever done anything for the people on the reservation. So I read the comment that you were stating that you were going to vote for Trump. And and I think it's important that when we're when we're talking about skin in the game, you have two Native American, Indigenous, First Nations hosts on their own podcast that we do bring authentic, real, real voices. And we're talking real. These are traditional people. They're not just Indians who or just live on the res. We're talking about they practice the old ways and pray like their ancestors do. And they still like Trump. 
Okay, we're not talking about these uh, the the crossover Indians who go to church and and are Christian. They are traditional. These are that's the me. <laughs> and yeah, I was I was raised I was raised off the reservation. I grew up in a small town of twenty five hundred people, and I I don't go to church that often. But but yeah, I'm that guy you're talking about. But yeah, there there are plenty that of uh, people that we want to bring on live on the reservation that are that are living that life. And and we want to be able to share their voices. We want to be able to represent what the actual Native American community feels. Yeah, you guys, you guys have done an awesome job so far sharing the space, re, re retweeting, reposting, and so I just want to keep encouraging you guys that we have some another episode that we shot. For, for Maurice and I, so you guys can kind of get an, an, an inside look and a little bit more intimate with Maurice and myself to get to know us a little bit more. I talk a little bit more about my story regarding the, the trailer that you saw. So you want to support us at the Give, Send, Go at Skin in the Game. It's Give, Send, Go at backslash Skin in the Game for... Yeah, skip forward slash skip in the <laughs> forward game. slash, not backward slash. It's in it's in the comments and shout out to all the all, all the people on Rumble out there. It's going nuts. I heard you guys are just out there just rumbling. Ooh, there like, we go. Like like Patriots do, like the tribe of Patriots do, because we all have that skin in the game, and it's good to come get your little piece of encouragement, have a little laugh with us, and 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 let's see if we can bring Sheena up one more time. Okay, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah. Right on. All right. So did you hear what we were talking about? The the comment that you sent me about how you like Trump. Tell us more about that. How how the people on the reservation feel about Trump. Uh, oh, we're divided about Trump, but people people like me love Trump because he he helped us out a lot during uh the pandemic. And he also helped working class, like with tax cuts. And what's the percentage of the split there that's for or against? Well, I, I think it's just like an extra eight dollars or something like that. But the percentage, <laughs> no, the percentage of people for Trump versus people against, because you said there's a split on the reservation, right? Yes, it's probably about 60 percent to about forty percent. Forty percent for Trump, or sixty percent. Sixty percent for Trump. Sixty percent. So, and and that didn't start out that way, right? During his first term, most people probably weren't for Trump, were they? Uh, everyone here, about sixty percent of the people were for Trump, and they still are. They're they're still for Trump, and they're still for Trump. Yeah, I'd vote for Trump again. You know, like the Democrats, like the other party, like. They uh, spread false information about him, but in all reality, he's he's doing a good. He's the right man for the job, you know. And do you do you ever feel do you ever feel some kind of racism toward or from Trump? That's one thing that I get a lot is that you know Trump is a racist, and it's like I've never felt that in any way, shape, or form. And I, I don't. So, have you ever felt that or, or really seen that from him? No, I haven't. The only thing is the his followers like like a lot of uh a lot of America is is like racist, but I don't think he is. 
That's that's good to hear because I, I always wonder sometimes if how much attention is p- paid to politics on the reservation, because I know there's some of a feeling that, you know, even active participation in the political process still is is somewhat uh, sort sort of assimilation, I think, to some people. Is that still true or what what, what are your feelings on that? Mm, I think um, I think uh, Trump, like he's he's more of a a, a peacemaker like cuz the like we we didn't have no problems with Russia or Korea right with wars like this person is just for peace where in years past it's always been let's go to war this is our enemy we're going to fight this person right? and then with with the other president in office you know they they're cutting every country off you know and and Trump is like keeping the other countries, like the currencies of other countries, were were recognized. You know, and now you know that this new president's in office, like money currencies ain't being recognized, and a lot of things are being uh we ain't getting our trade goods and things like that. Yeah, they're undermining our dollar basically. So everything that we spend now is is worth less than it was. So, so yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. So like, I love Trump. He, he helped us all during, during hard times. And, you know, if he's president again, you know, I know, I know he'll do, do a good job again. You know, I think so too, brother. From from the reservation itself, Trump 2024. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think you, you don't know who Lakota man is on, on, on X. Do you on Twitter? There's a guy that goes by the handle of Lakota man. But no, I don't. he's a he's a he's a Democrat. He's just uh, it, it's it's horrible. He's our he he, he we call him Lakota lady because he's just <laughs> he, he's all for Democrats. Just govern me harder, daddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he, wants all he claims them. he claims to be speaking for natives. I uh, lives in Los Angeles and. I'm not really a fan of Democrats because they are. They were involved in everything that's happening to natives, you know. Yeah, like, like all the wars with the natives; those were Democrats, you know. All, all the the way we're living right now is the way the Democrats made it, you know. And and, and they, they try to convince people. everybody that they try to convince everybody that the party switched, but I I, I personally don't see any evidence of that, you know. I'm. There's, as far as I can tell, the Democrats have always been the same. They're advocating for segregation. They're advocating to, I mean, they even say the most racism I get is from people on the left. It's, it's almost constant. It's, it's, it's people who say I'm a race traitor or that I, I, you know, I'm, I'm betraying my own people because they can't get past the fact that I'm native and also support America for some reason that's that's a hard thing for them but yeah i i agree democrats have have greatly betrayed us yes and um too like 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 the way the the country is going is like i'm from south dakota so we're we're we have uh we always been a republican state so growing up in that political system you know i always always love the Republicans and everything they do, you know, 
like they don't make the the covid shot mandatory you know they don't make face masks mandatory you know you you have your freedoms you know that's what we're trying to spread, man. We're we're trying to spread that warrior spirit. We want to bring it back. We want people to celebrate individual freedoms. We want to advocate for our rights. We want to protect others' rights. We want to have independence from the government trying to force this these mandates on us, these shots, these stay-at-home orders, whatever it may be. You know, we 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 want independence from that. And we're that's what we're trying to build, and that's what we're trying to inspire is for people to stand up and speak up. So I, I really appreciate you coming on today and, and saying that, you know, a lot of people who think on, on the reservation, everybody just votes left, you know, and I, I know that's not true. Uh, I know from, from my reservation, it's, it's not true. So I'm glad that you came on today. Yeah. We really appreciate Tashina. Maybe in the future, I don't know, we could just do, I don't know, think about calling a segment called res reports with Tashina. I don't know. You can tell us how you feel. So today we had a topic about political prisoners, symbolism, the Eagle, the Buffalo, the Washington Redskins logo. But ultimately, we, we, we delved into one of the original political prisoners in Leonard, Leonard Peltier. Real quick before you go, Tashina, is there anything you can share with us that's, that has, pertains to Leonard Peltier's story? Uh, well, I'll tell you that. America, they, they released a lot of prisoners of war. They traded you know, prisoners for prisoners, and you know, back in the back in the seventies, our tribe was divided between half breeds and full bloods, and the right. full bloods were the Amsters, the half breeds were the goons, and back then it was a time of war, you know, a civil war amongst our our own people. So, you know, the federal government they wanted our land rights for mineral, oil, gold, you know, and when Lennon Pautier got into that incident with the two agents, you know, like, like, it's just like, you know, he was protecting people, you know, and they're like, I have relatives that said that, you know, that they were getting chased by agents, shot at, you know, and then the goons were shooting at them too. And they were just kids then, you know, so like the environment was like hostile. And I think that, that like, the the chain of leadership in the federal government should should look at that and you know well, pardon him you know let him go because you know he had no control over over what was going on you know he just defending himself defending his people maybe we can make that happen we get this message to Donald Trump because I think we all got skin in the game Tashina thank you for thank you for for joining us. Maybe we can make this a regular segment. I want to give a huge shout out to Tyler, Tyler Durgan, Tuklo Heshi. That's, that's our number one guy down there. He is, he is just a, a ravaging the comment section down there. We really appreciate all your support and, and all you guys joining us. Remember, if you can't, if you can't donate, you can, you can share, you can follow. And if anybody wants to help out, Tashina, tell them your Venmo real quick. It's at Tashina. At Tosh Moves. Or Tashina Tonka Moves Camp. Tashina Tonka Moves Camp. At Tashina Tonka Moves Camp. Only on Venmo, I think. And you don't have PayPal or any of that, do you? I have PayPal. Okay, what's that? What's the at at PayPal? 
At Tosh Moves. It's T-O-S-H-M-O-V-E-S. At Tosh Moves. So if you guys, if you guys feel like you you uh, appreciate the the Res reports and a little bit of that wisdom that Tashina Tonka brought us, go ahead and 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 shoot them a little a little of that Mazaska. We call it that Mazaska. <laughs> Yeah, here's my, here's my, uh, a little bit closer, push it up at closer, closer, higher, a little bit higher, a little bit higher, a little bit over. We're going to in the link down below, Tashin, yeah, Tonka Moves Camp, you can see it right there, at T-A-S-I-N-A-T-A-N-K-A Moves Camp. That's it. That's it. All right, brother. I appreciate your time. And we'll we'll catch you on the next one. I don't know if we have a a commercial to run. And then Maurice and I will just give some final thoughts and, and we'll let you guys go about the rest of your Monday. And and hopefully it's a good start to your week. Shout out Tyler. <laughs> I, I know that you guys said that earlier. I no no more commercials to run. At no this more. point, all right. But uh, I, I did want to, I did want to jump in here and, and and say, you know, to we've had over a thousand, you know, visitors to the live while we're doing it. It's a big show of affection. I just want to say thank you. These guys have busted their asses to bring you these shows each week and to try to come up with something that is actually relevant. And and and, and I appreciate that. And, and, and so guys, really, we, we, we have other plans, things that we want to do places we want to go. I'd like to get all three of us in the same room at some point. All of these things take money. Unfortunately they do. <laughs> we got subscriptions, equipment, all these types of things, anything you guys can do to help that along and to make it a success we're going to do. I saw these guys. And I wanted to put them together because I just knew that it was going to be a great combination. So, you know, we, we love the, 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 the outpouring that we've seen. I think that our posts are now it's up over 20,000 views that we've had. If you add up the views from our first live to this one, it actually equals more than that. So just to give you an idea of how many people have tuned into the live and connect with the message that you're saying. I just want to say that to encourage the two of you, you've had over 20,000 different people view your lives from the first day that you guys did this. And you had over 3000 on the first one while you were live. So those numbers are what most people end up with. They don't start there. So definitely want to say thank you to everybody who took time out of their busy Monday to come and uh, say hello. Also to let people know, we just got done doing the deal with our merch provider. We're going to be putting up hoodies. We're going to have not only hoodies, but we're going to have beanies, hoodies, tote bags, cups, mugs, every damn thing that you can think of. And I'm actually having someone make a pair of Nike Air skin in the game shoes. I didn't even tell these guys that until right now. <laughs> so I'm going to have a pair of Nike Airs that are going to be completely customized to say skin in the game. And we're going to give them away on the podcast. See, now, you guys, there's going to be some merch giveaway too, because I think... Everybody needs to have this uh, skin in the game 
uh, symbol that we're bringing back. I think that that's that's a great idea. We can work into more. And more. and we're gonna have a complete Patriot store, not just skin in the game, but we're gonna have a whole line of things. And, and please, guys, remember our our sponsors have stepped out and 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 backed us. So you know, make sure that you go visit our sponsors pages. And and definitely, we don't want to support these woke companies anymore. So when you're talking about the coffee, you know the the uh, the the black. Tell tell us about the coffee and and how these guys contacted you, just to let people understand that how much that you know they believed in you even before you had the podcast. Yeah, they these guys had reached out to me. Smoking Gun Coffee. It's a it's a veteran owned coffee company down in Texas. And they they like the message that we spread, and you know, like like I've said several times throughout this podcast, we we want to bring unity, but also be bold about it. You know, we're we're not going to sit back and and live and let live anymore. We're it's time to be the the outspoken and righteous majority That's instead right. of the silent majority. So yeah, it's uh, everything yeah, has got to be intentional. Smoking gun copy. <laughs> yeah, they they reached out to me a little while ago. They made my a couple of coffee labels. You can get that at smokinggungcoffee.com. Use code Native Patriot, and then uh, there's there's more options than that. Tyler Durden's mom. Tyler Durden's mom is watching. That's what he wants us to know. He's like, oh, <laughs> "Hi, mom. Hi, mom. Hi, What's going on, mom? Hi, Tyler's mom. <laughs> All right, Thomas, I gotta get going and do the the single parent thing. It is Monday night, but I think it's a great start to the week. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the show." Stay tuned. Get your merch links down at the bottom. Do not forget to follow. If you can't do anything else, please click that follow button. Also, go check out our new X page. It's at skin in the game underscore X. Go follow that page. We're going to be posting to it when we get the traffic over there that we need. We're going to start presenting the podcast from that page. So all the branding's done. The website's up. We're going to have merch. We got our own X page. We need you guys that actually support us to take the time to go there and show your love. Click that follow button. And not only that, we're going to be doing some some reaction videos on on our YouTube channel. We're also going to post them to X because I've been trying to get these guys to do some damn reaction videos for about two weeks. And and that's what I I, w- I want to see them react to a locksmith or a Tom McDonald or a Chris Webby or something like that. It's going to be fun. We got a lot of things in the works, but skin just thank game. you guys for taking part. Hashtag Tribal Patriots. Hashtag Skin in the Game podcast. Tweet it. Shout it out because we all have skin in the game. Don't forget it. Absolutely, guys. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week. God bless you guys. God bless. America. God bless you. Have a good week, guys. I guess when I say that, I should have the commercial ready or the the outro ready before I say goodbye. (laughs) There it is.